2: Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to our Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. Mike Detail, along with Herb Tyler, here on WWL Radio, your home for LSU. And you can hear us on the pregame and uh, also the game at 6 o'clock tonight, free on the Odyssey app. We want to thank Map Construction uh, for being our sponsor here uh, for this uh, Tiger Tailgating Show. And we're live from Acme Oyster House. 35-35 Thirty-five, thirty-five Perkins Road in Baton Rouge. What about a mile from Tiger Stadium? Mm. Though you wouldn't know it if you got on the highway and tried to get. It. <laughs> no, Herb can tell you that, man, uh, and and so can I. I. I got about three miles away, and man, I'm getting these alerts, traffic, yeah. traffic, and uh, yeah, I sat there for about 18 minutes uh, of about a two-mile ride. So uh, it is what it is. It's LSU home game, and they only play one more away game all season long that's at Alabama when they play the Crimson Tide who right now is in a tussle in a game Herb I thought that they had in their pockets uh, and it's 24-21, Alabama with about a minute and 40 seconds and counting down, and Arkansas has been able to come back in this game, but it looks as though the uh, tide yep. has sort of sealed it with a first yep. down run. Yep. Uh, but, man, it goes through you. College football is crazy. If you watch Prime and Colorado yeah. last night, they got a 29 to nothing lead. That's right. And I'm like, man, I'm almost fixing on throwing in the towel, maybe get me a little early sleep, but man, something kept me awake. And I watch the entire game and watch what – Stanford's not real good. Come back and, and win in double overtime. Um, and so you never know. Yeah. Just never know in college football.
3: Yeah, man. I, look, I watched the first half of that game and – and, you know, we went to the movies last night. We went and saw uh, The Equalizer 3 with Denzel Washington, which okay. was phenomenal. Was, I, I was going to ask you, how was it? It was phenomenal. I loved it. I loved, you know, one, two, and three. So all of them. So I liked the, the trilogy, if you will. So we went and watched the movie, got back. I, you know, I got in the bed. I said, I'm going to watch a little TV. And I realized the game was on. I didn't know the game was on. So I watched the first half of it and, you know, Colorado was up 20, 29 to nothing, and they go into <laughs> halftime, and you know you know, with me, if you know me, once I get in the bed, it's, at some point it's over, I'm, I'm passed out. So I wake up this morning, and I start, you know, reading through my sports stuff, and it's <laughs> Colorado <laughs> loses, you know, to, to Stanford in overtime. And I'm like, there's no way this is true. This has got to be fake news. So I had to go research it some more, and it was true. And that's college football today, right? As bad as Alabama looks, Right now, they're still three and and0 in conference play, and about to be four and and0. Yeah, because I heard be six and one overall. They're finding a new way to
2: win. Mm-hmm. It's not the dominating performances yep. that we've seen in the past. But you know what? What it boils down to? Wins and losses. Wins and losses. That's uh, it. You don't get no style points for the other stuff. Nope.
3: W's and L's. And then, can you coach in the crunch time and get your kids to, to fulfill whatever that destiny is for that day? That moment, You don't have to. It doesn't have to be flashy. It doesn't have to be, you know, 50 points, 60 points. All you need to do is have one more point than the other team on the other side on the scoreboard. So and that's something that's very important. So that's what I'm looking forward to LSU moving forward this season is how can they get that defense right to to kind of catch up somewhat to, to the offense? Just just, you know, make a few stops here and there, create a couple of turnovers here and there and uh, it just play lights out like we know LSU defense can play in the past but not so much in the past this season
2: yeah and we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about this series but you know one of the things is Auburn's offense has not been real good this year nope. and nope. LSU's defense hasn't been real good this year nope. Auburn's defense has played really well this year and LSU's offense has played lights out, yep. uh, but they haven't played a dude like Jaden
3: Daniels. No, I mean that, that's the difference. You play up against a guy like that. He's a he's a Heisman Trophy candidate, period. Oh, no question. I don't care what anybody says, right? He's a guy that can beat you with his feet. He can beat you with his hand of his arm. He can beat you, you know, even when he takes a hard hit, right? He gets up and keep on ticking. He's kind of like a Timex. So I really enjoy the, the fact that he's a tough guy. He's tough mentally, but he's also his game has evolved so much from last year to now which is what i thought the whole team would be right each phase of the team offense defense and special teams um going into the second year with with coach brian kelly but you know we see a a little bit of things that are difficult on the defensive side you said something that's important auburn's offense is pedestrian at best and i don't even want to call it that but i mean it i don't know no the quarterback ain't right well, you know, it's not right. That's correct. And I think Hugh Freeze is a guy that's going to get that position right sooner you know, than later, right? He will. And so, but this year is not the year. So we need to take advantage of it right now, today, tonight, and see what we can do. Um, against the, the, the War Eagles, the Tigers, whatever you want to call them, on the other side tonight. I think it's going to be a, a very interesting game because this could be a game where Auburn uses Robert Ashford more than they do Thomas. I would. Thomas, right. They let I him would. run the ball because he can run the ball with the best of them. I think, um, I think that's the way you beat LSU because we've not stopped anybody's run game yet this season.
2: And so we'll see.
3: Uh,
2: in the second half against Missouri, I've used the term yep. better. Okay. <laughs> That <laughs> it was, and it couldn't be no worse than it was well, in the first half. Damn, but was the it, w- it was certainly better, and you got some stops. Yep. And uh, you the gained th- a little
3: confidence, right?
2: You gained a little confidence, and the thicker kicker kind of helped you too. Th- this yep. cat was off that day yes, uh, with his kicks, but still, you played better on the defensive side the football, not certainly up to LSU standards. So the, the F grade w- might go to D. Uh, on what you did in the second half yes. against Missouri. Can they build upon that? And you going up against a team that you don't want to be their elixir yep. and get them better. You, you want to be somebody, let's just slam the door and let us get better on defense and put up some confidence.
3: So what I will say is Cook is not a pushover quarterback, right, that they played against last week with Missouri. What, I, what was really encouraging for me was the way that we got a couple of those stops, which were interceptions. Right. Being in the right place at the right time with the play called. And then – And Luther it. wasn't dominant in the second half, Luth- like he I was in the first. I don't think Luther called – maybe called one or two I passes. I think he caught in, a couple passes in and, the and second half. And that's it. But, but I think what happened with the – what told the story of last week's games was – a game was the fact that the defense was in the right position. And that itself tells me that, okay – take step one, be in the right place at the right time when it's called upon for you, and then you make the play. So they, you know, Major Burns and Harold Perkins caught interceptions in that game. They were in the right place at the right time, and then they executed the play that needed to be executed. And That's important to me, so I look for carryover of that because at the end of the day, if you can be in the right place and then give a, 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 a decent amount of effort, you should be successful, Right. And I think that, that that should be key for our defense moving forward for the rest of the year. One of the
2: things you've seen a change, and they've moved the defensive lineman up front. But when they hired Pete Jenkins, you and I talked about it, I said, man, Pete going to go ball gasket. This sit back a yard <laughs> no. off and read and react. Pete no. don't want that no. at all. And I knew he wasn't going to be too happy with that. He moved them up front. The other thing with shoot defensively that would really bother me, and I've heard Coach Kelly talk about it twice this week, Man, your DBs, get your damn head turned around.
3: At some point.
2: Come on, you, you got to turn around and find the football.
3: I told you I was Mr. Interception in my eighth grade year. at. Hey, you Court. sound like Bobby okay? J this. I'm just <laughs> telling you, man. And the one thing I did was once, I, once you get to a certain point, you utilize the sideline, the back of the end zone or something, the guy can't go anywhere else. It's over. He can't. Turn your head around, find the ball, and then meet, meet the ball at the point of attack. Go up and get it. I'm just telling you. When I seen these guys play the beginning of this year, and I've seen this in the past too, where they just don't turn their heads. They're looking at the receiver's eyes and they're trying to see when the receiver's eyes get big and then they start the receiver start putting his hands up. Now you gotta guess where the ball is gonna. No, turn around and catch the ball. Because uh, a lot of times it hits them in the back of the head or in the back of the shoulder pass. You are in a position to make a play. Make an interception, like an actual actual play.
2: You in a position to make a play and you yes. don't do it, not no. think. That's what would drive me crazy. And I, yes. I, as soon as I saw how they lined up, I knew that Coach Jenkins wasn't going to be too happy right. with this read and react stuff. That, no. That's not what he's taught throughout his entire career. He's always been you attacked up front.
3: All the best defenses, whether it's park ball, middle school, high school, college, professional, whatever kind of ball it is, the best defenses are on attack. Right. They're not... Reading and reacting because by that time it's too late. You, you got are catching at that point. You got to be attacking the offensive offensive uh, line or quarterback, running back, receiver, whatever it is. You have to be on attack as a defense.
2: All right, we'll be back with more of our Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. We're live right here from Acme Oyster House, thirty-five, thirty-five Perkins Road here in baton rouge come on by and visit us got a nice crowd here at the present jason taking care of everybody here at acme oyster house yes, and also we want to thank map construction for making all this work uh because uh, without them right. uh, we, we might be doing it somewhere else build, build beyond <laughs> build beyond. we right. might be billing the building so we'll be back with more of our gulf coast bank and trust tiger tailgating show <laughs> right after this break here on the big 870.
0: this episode is brought to you by progressive Insurance.
1: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: We're back here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger tailgating show. Mike tell you along with Herb Tyler. We're live at Acme Oyster House, 3535 Perkins Road here in Baton Rouge. Come on by and visit. Got a great crowd out here. Super drink specials, food specials, and, man, you can watch all the games. you surrounded by TVs right here at Acme Oyster House. Now's the time for our Thibodeau Regional Health Systems Tiger Scout Notebook, and it's brought to you by the Sports Medicine Center at Thibodeau Regional Health Systems. want to thank Greg Stock, everybody there, for always being a great supporter yes, of yes. sports in our area. Herb, uh, before I, I came to WWL, say full-time a couple years back, okay. I, I was doing uh, pregame for others. And the two games we would always take Extra time, and I and we got a little pattern of it. Alabama, because they had so many prospects. Yep. The other one was Auburn. And you got to look good to find more than a couple, three players here that may be able to say upperclassmen that could potentially be drafted. Mm-hmm. That goes to show Brian Harson when he was there. He was El Lazio uh, as a recruiter. <laughs> he didn't do a good job. Now I know one thing. Uh, You might not like Hugh Freeze and and what happened off the field, everything else. And, uh, okay, everybody's got their opinions. One thing Hugh Freeze can do, he can recruit. He can recruit. Now, Brian Harsin, he was a good coach at Boise State. I get that. But, man, he he was a bad fit here. And uh, I had a couple guys that told me, man, when he walked in my mom and dad's house, and come talk to us, almost like he had to give a business card out, yeah. to, to see who he was, because you know we didn't recognize, you know it was Brian Harson mm-hmm. coming to the house, man, when that happens, uh, Herb, you in bad shape, and and it's this is, in the world of name, image, likeness transfer, you can swing it around yep. <laughs> quickly, but man, uh, Hugh really got himself involved with a team that is void of talent. In big areas, they were always great on defense. Yep. When y'all played them, they were really good on defense. Oh, yeah. That front seven was good, and they always had a player or two in the secondary. Yep. Today, you got to look hard.
3: So you know it's it's weird because when I look at Auburn, Auburn is a really really great attractive school to go to, whether it's academics, whether it's football, whether it's whatever. Because they, they if you if you think about it, they literally mirror LSU on the football field every year for the most part. Um, and the biggest thing that I think that, that went wrong with Auburn football was the fact that they hired a the, couple of the wrong coaches at the right times, right? Yeah, and wrong the, coach, right time. That's right, that's right. And and so they didn't really put forward the best effort. Now, the other thing is, is I guess the, the board or whoever or whatever, who was actually running Auburn football at the time, and that's been the question for the past, I don't know. It wasn't the AD eight or the or so. that That's got right. The well-funded alumni. There you go. Who don't know anything about any of it, but, but they, they have money, a right? They had to say. They had to say. So now, now you, now you put the coach in, you know, compromising situations. Let's call it that. With that being said, here you got Hugh Freeze, who I think is not going to take any of that. He don't care what it is that you're going to be bringing to the table. He's going to make sure that you understand his philosophy, the way that he, you know, recruits and the way that he. You know, runs his little business that's inside of Auburn football. Because at the end of the day, they're always competing against who? Alabama. Right. Every year, whether it be recruiting, whether it be football, whether it be whatever, it doesn't matter. It's either it's Auburn versus Alabama. It's War Eagle versus Tide.
2: And they were and, always a heavily recruited um – like Pensacola, yes. Florida, on the yes. panhandle team. Mm-hmm. They always got top players from there. They
3: always did. And they can they can literally get top players from anywhere they want to if they just try. They're a very good school. I I actually like Auburn as a school and the stadium is one of the best stadiums that I've been in. You visit over
2: there, or you just liked them when you played against them?
3: I visit, I visit over there. Okay. My wife actually visits there as well. Oh, she, okay. She was really leaning hard to go there, but she didn't want to leave the state. So I got you. So here we are, right? And so, but I, 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 every time I see Auburn, just when we played them, I'm going to just give you an example. When we played them, we literally, every game, it was the most, one of the most difficult games. And the, the score, the outcome was almost exactly the same like it was like a 1917 game and then a a 25 23 game and then a you know and then another you know 35 38 game or whatever it is it was exact identical teams always playing against one another and it's whoever coached the best was actually going to win because whoever had the best chess piece to move in the right situation was going to win the game at the end and I you know I just I look at it and I see Auburn as a team that's going to be on the rise I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, we, yeah, I agree with we, that. We, I agree. It, it, it ain't going to be easy. It's not going to be a pushover tonight, and it ain't gonna be, definitely ain't going to be a pushover moving forward. But I will say this, too. If Auburn finds the right quarterback, they're going to be just fine because I think Hugh Freeze is going to go out and get the right receivers, running back, the defensive ends. They're always going to recruit really well on the defensive side. He's just got to make sure he has a really good defensive coordinator. Give us your most
2: memorable moment going up against Auburn because that, that's <laughs> a situation where, man, you got a chance to play them uh, more than once, so mm-hmm. to speak. And, and those were always tough games. And I remember talking to Coach O about this on the 2019 season. He was like, hey, T-Boy, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> the, that game we played, you talking about was tough. Yeah. And he said, man, it was like a knockdown, dragout fight.
3: Game. Every game.
2: Uh, and they threw a wrinkle they hadn't seen before. It was three men up front. Now, Derek Brown was a grown man in that game. And they would drop eight in coverage. So they forced Joe Burrow to say, okay, if you're going to get it, and you throw it in between all those yeah. arms and hands. Mm-hmm. And, man, Auburn, they were really good that game. And they maybe played LSU better the than anybody yep. that game. That the entire season, the way they played them I, defensively.
3: I think the score ended up being 23-20. to 20 And in Kevin game.
2: Steele was the one who thought about <laughs> yep. that defense to try to stop Joe.
3: That's right. That's right. I think they, the final score of that game was 23-20, to 20, something like that. Now, when I played – I didn't play in 95. That was my freshman year, but I played right after that game. I played in 96 away at Auburn, 97 at home, which we lost, and 98 away. So I've never beat them at home. I only played one time at home. <laughs> I, I won away, lost at home, one so away. So you won over there, but you lost at That's home. That's why I love the stadium so much. <laughs> um, I got you. I so, got you. So, but in that 96 game, that was the game where the, the fire happened. Okay. So that's a memorable game because yes. of that. But we also won like 19 to 15 or something, or 1917, something like that. That's right. So we got some, know, some
2: good Auburn some people, Auburn people from, yes. you know, coming in front of hey, us. In the 80s at so, so one of the things no, with sir. it is uh, that I'm interested to see here about the reaction. Hold on.
3: Let me finish my story, man. Hold on. I got to finish this Uh, right quick. Go ahead and finish. So 1998. We got disrupted, but we good. 1998, that's right. 1998 was when we finished, well, my senior year, we played them at Auburn, and I scored five touchdowns in that game, and I got SEC player of the week. So that was my most memorable time playing against Auburn. Even They were great on defense, but I was just, a step better than them. Okay, on you get that
2: money handshake after the game because okay, your yes, 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 yes.
3: limitations that done long past. Nineteen ninety eight. I, I got look. I got <laughs> hey man. I got the money. I got the money shake. It was a it was a bag. It had a sandwich in it, some chips <laughs> in it, and a drink that, that, that came with, with it. That's a Luke
2: Augusta bag. That, 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 that's not a Herb Tyler bag. That's a Luke Augusta bag.
3: That's that right. sandwich and them chips. That's right. That's right. But yeah, man, that was a, that was a wonderful time. I still have. It's one of my my favorite games that I've ever played. I made some really great plays in that game, one of which was a quarterback keeper that I like, kind of jumped over the line and made a little shake and bake while it was in the air, made the, deep, the, the safety miss, went left, and then dove into the end zone. It was one of my favorite plays I've ever made. The fire game, your reaction to that off the bat? My reaction was, we're fire. I was so in tune to the game, I never saw the fire. You never saw it? The okay. fire is behind us. Oh, okay, it was behind so you. So I was so in tune to the game. We literally, I mean, I'm telling you, these guys for offense, they had always had our number on offense. I got you. It was it was literally mano a mano. It was just like a shoving match, and nobody would push, would, would budge either way. And so at the end of the game, a reporter came up to me and said, what do you think about the fire? I'm like, what fire are you talking about? <laughs> I was on fire. I was. You're right. You're talking about me? He's like, no, we're talking about... The, 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 um, I guess the athletic faci- uh, facility that yeah. burned up. It was some kind of gymnasium. Yeah. I'm like, no, I didn't see that. But let me. And then he like, he's like, yeah, it was a building. It was a giant fire and smoke everywhere. And nobody was watching the game. <laughs>
2: I'm like, okay. Everybody looking at the fire. But <laughs> right. you and, and the guy goes to show. What I see saw, a lot of people don't get it that when you in that arena, that's your focus. Yeah. That's your focus. What's happening somewhere
3: else? No. That, that's not your focus. No, especially when that fire on that field was coming at me. So that's the only fire I saw and was worried about. But the other thing about that, too, is this is the thing that people ask me all the time. It's like, does the crowd really affect you? I don't hear the crowd. Let me say this. I've never I didn't hear the crowd when I was playing what i heard was i heard the defensive tackle making calls i heard the linebacker making calls i heard my offensive lineman making calls i can hear what i'm saying and doing i can hear kevin in the back saying something asking me a question about something around there or somebody and um that's what i hear i never heard the the like the roar of crowds when you're like you know going into the end zone and the you're playing away and that crowd is making all this noise. i never ever literally heard that because it was so. I was always so in tune and so focused on what we were doing. It never bothered me, ever. I never heard it. I, when you hear it, it's after the play. You know when, you know when I dissect the defense. I, I make the call at the line. Hike the ball. Get the ball hand it off. to it. Whatever. And then the play is the whistle blows. The play is dead. That's when I heard the noise. And then I'm looking at signals. And once I get the signal in, everything goes quiet again. It's like mute. And so in my mind, that's. Not in my mind, but in my reality, that's what my reality was. I'd only heard the crowd or whatever was going on around me, either when I was on the sideline or once the whistle or the play was blown dead for a few seconds because then I got to get right back into what's next, what's the next play, where are we going from here.
2: You know, I I do this every year, and it'll probably be the last year I do it because of the way college football is being structured now. And Mm -hmm. even in the SEC, you don't play the same teams every year. Right. But yearly rivalries, which has produced the most NFL players, LSU-Alabama, they lap the field. They lap the field. Yeah. The number two spot is LSU-Florida. Well, guess who's four? LSU-Auburn. Auburn. Auburn. <laughs> and you think about all these guys that came out of Auburn. Yes. And it, it sort of reminds me when Georgia had the little changeover before Kirby and that they weren't producing as many NFL players. Now, man <laughs> – we almost got to uh, have a whole segment on Georgia if you played them because yeah. they got 10 or 12 guys every year that get drafted yep. and probably five or six more that sign free agent contracts. Yep. Well, Auburn wasn't that high number-wise, but they always had a ton, and I'll never forget, we'd always make extra time, LSU Alabama, LSU Auburn, because of so many pro players, and, and that's not the case this year.
3: Well, L's, Not the case. LSU, Auburn, Alabama are the top teams in the West have always been, will always be, unless Texas or Oklahoma, somebody comes in. And, and, and we'll see
2: that. how that transports I yep. do think Texas is pretty damn good. I I, agree. They, and they've I agree. recruited really, really well. And, and Oklahoma. Man, uh, they are who they are. They get some really good players there, too. They do. We'll be back with more of our Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger tailgating show. And we want to thank Thibodeau Regional Health Systems yes. Tiger Scout Notebook. And it was brought to you by the Sports Medicine Center at Thibodeau Regional Health Systems. Thank Greg Stock and everybody there at Thibodeau Regional Health Systems for giving us this segment. We'll be back with more Tiger Tailgate We're back here on our Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger tailgating show. Mike, to tell you, along with Herb Tyler. We're at 3535 Perkins Road, Acme Oyster House. Come on by and visit us. Uh, Got great food specials, drink specials here, and you can watch all the college football games. Just take a look up and you're surrounded by televisions. On our Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text line from Locked on SEC is Chris Gordy. Chris, Thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Herb and I were swapping some stories. Herb was telling me a story about Cecil Collins telling him about he didn't want to play uh, Takeo Spikes anymore. So, no, no, no. Takeo
3: didn't want to play. Oh, Takeo didn't want to play. Yes, he didn't want to see Cecil anymore. He didn't <laughs> want to see Cecil anymore.
2: And, man, uh, that, <laughs> the Takeo was a man out there on yes, that field. Yes, he was. Uh, and I'll never forget in the national championship year, uh, Derek Brown and just how dominant he was up front. And Damian Lewis. Ended up being a real high draft choice of Seattle, and he's playing for them now along their offensive line. He comes off the field, and, man, Derek Brown is, is spinning him around like a top, and he tells, you can figure out who the coach told him this. He said, man, coach, is like he's blocking two of them. He said, well, hey, just try to block one of them. Don't worry about two of them. Lock one of the guys. <laughs> That's right. And it, this game has been a knockdown, dragout fight uh, throughout the years. You think even last year, Open jumps all over him like a bad cat. Yep. And then LSU comes <laughs> back and catches him in the second half. This game's had some crazy twists and turns to it.
4: It, it has. And it's been a fun rivalry. And, it, you know, it's unfortunate that, you know, the, these teams are not going to play each other next year. It's going to end That's a right. 32 year streak of, of matchups. But, yeah, people forget before Nick Saban, you know, moseyed on into Tuscaloosa, Auburn LSU, this game decided the West winner for, for so That's many right. years. Yep. So it, it, this is this has been one of the, the best robberies, robberies in all the SEC. And, yeah, you mentioned I mean, we've had some close ones. We've had, uh, I can remember, uh, you know, Cadillac and Ronnie Brown coming into Tiger Man. Stadium. And, you know, Skylar Green having to return a punt for a kickoff. And, yep. uh, you know, that 06 where a game I was at on the Plains where they – Jamarcus was driving late. He hits early Doucette. He gets interfered with. They wave the flag off. Uh, and then, of course, the next year with uh, Demetrius Bird in, in uh, you know, the final seconds where the Mad Hatter <laughs> yeah. uh, earned his stripes. So, yeah, there's been some great ones all throughout this rivalry. And, uh, you know, I kept looking at that betting line all week, guys, at LSU minus 11 or 10 and a half, and I kept going, man, like it feels like this is one that's going to be close, even though it doesn't feel like it on paper.
3: That's true. That's true. Very true, Chris. Herb? Chris, you know, Mike and I were talking about this a little bit earlier as far as, you know, the leadership at Auburn right now or in the past, past five or six, seven, eight years. How do you think Coach Freeze is going to be able to block out the noise from within his own camp and try to bring this, or I guess this program, I guess, back to a little bit of prominence on the the SEC West? What What are your thoughts on that?
4: Well, he's doing a good job already. He's recruiting very well for twenty twenty four. They got a good class coming in and uh, and continue to build. I think they're around seventeenth overall for next year. And mm-hmm. he gave him the primer a few weeks ago. He said, Look, the schedule's gonna get brutally tough, guys. Just let you know. And here they are in the thick of it. They're they're uh, you know, on a two game losing streak. They come to LSU tonight, they still have to play Ole Miss. On the back stretch, they still have to go to Arkansas. And of course, they finish the season with the Iron Bowl host in Alabama. So, the schedule is brutally tough. Um, Hugh Freeze is a really good coach. He's a really good offensive mind. But, man, I can't remember the last time a Hugh Freeze coached team was this bad offensively. I mean, they thought mm-hmm. they were getting a, a prize in Peyton Thorne coming over in the transfer mm-hmm. portal from Michigan State. But, my God, he's been so disappointing. Three of his five games this year, he's thrown for less than 100 yards. Had that nice run against Georgia early in the game, but didn't do much of anything the rest of the way. If, if Auburn had any kind of competent quarterback play two weeks ago, they, they'd pull off the upset on George. So, um, yeah, it's it's really funny, guys. We talk about you know something's got to give. Auburn is 119th in in FBS in passing <laughs> offense. LSU is 119th <laughs> in defending the pass. So something's got to give. Either either paid It's Bullard's the taxi pool, baby. Tonight. Yeah, throw for 300 yards or LSU's defense is going to play like LSU's defense is supposed to play and they're going to shut down the pass and, uh, and, and yeah. roll up uh, Auburn's offense.
2: Yeah, one of the things, uh, you've got to be impressed with Auburn defensively and um, I don't think they loaded with talent, Chris. I'll be honest with you. I haven't mm-hmm. watched them. They're not a team on defense, but they play good team defense. They swarm to the football quickly, but they've never went up against a guy like Jaden Daniels this year. That that does make a difference who you play. And, man, Daniels has lit up basically everybody other than Florida State. So, man, um, it it might be tough sledding so that those rankings of how good they are on defense, I get it. But they've never played Daniels in that combination of Malik. And I think uh, this is basically the question. The development of Brian Thomas uh, at wide receiver that has really been a huge part of LSU's offense the last three to four weeks that we hadn't seen early. He was on the all potential team, which means he ain't done a damn thing. Now now he's productive. He's on the all productive team now.
4: Yeah, no doubt. And we've seen it throughout LSU, right? Every time they've had a stud wide receiver, which is about every year in the, in the sec, they always have a number two, a guy who steps up when, when, you know, when, uh, when j- Jamar Chase was j- drawn a double team, there's Justin Jefferson drawing the single coverage. Um, you know, Terrace Marshall even benefited, being the number three on the, on the championship team that year. Uh, you know, think back to last year, Kayshawn Bouti, he was drawing the double teams. So yeah. Everybody was focused on him, and that's where Malik neighbors came in. And now, this year, we've seen a little bit where teams doubled Malik, and Brian Thomas Jr. is benefiting big time from it. And so, yeah, kudos to him. He has really stepped up his game. You know, to start the year, we thought it was going to be Kyron Lacey, but, you know, he had a couple drops in that Florida State game. And mm-hmm. sure enough, Brian Thomas kind of jumps him on the depth chart and becomes that number two guy. So it's been great to watch. And and I will say this, Mike, the strength of this Auburn off, or Auburn defense is their secondary. They're they're yeah. not very good up front. Um, you know, I do like their weak side linebacker, Eugene Asante. He's got a couple yes. of sacks on the year. But I think this is where we're going to see – can, can Auburn's linebackers keep up with Jaden Daniels when he's running the ball? I don't think he can. And that's where I think, Jaden, as much as you ran it last week, I think we're going to see more of that this week. Because I do think, you know, they will present some challenges uh, as far as uh, the secondary goes. I like Jalen Simpson. He's a, he's a stud back there, DJ James. They get their hands on a lot of football. So this would be good, you know, a good test for the LSU uh, wide receivers like Brian Thomas, like Malik Neighbors, because, they're going to be covered by, the, by this Auburn secondary. Ron Roberts has done a really good job there for Auburn. And, uh, this, honestly, this might be the best defense that
2: LSU sees uh, so far this year. Man, my boy Ron, he, everywhere he goes, uh, remember him when he was at Southeastern, then he goes to University of Louisiana and gets that chance now at Auburn. Man, a great defensive mind. And he puts people in the right position to make a play. Now, you've got to go do it as a player, but Ron's going to give you all the tools to help you get put in that spot.
4: Yeah, and, he, and he's got a good secondary coach, too. Zach Etheridge is a former DB there at, at at Auburn, and he's done a great job coaching those guys up. Neha, uh, you know, when you talk about Nehemiah Pritchett, Jalen Simpson, uh, Donovan Kaufman, the Rummel kid, I mean, it's a lot of juniors yeah. and seniors. So it's a lot of upperclassmen they have on that in that secondary. And... Uh, And, again, you can see why they play so fundamentally sound. So that's going to be a really good test this week for for LSU. I do think they can run the ball. I think Logan Diggs, this will be a big week for him. But I think a little bit lower scoring this week, guys. I think something like LSU 31, Auburn 17, something like that. I just can't see uh, LSU's offense putting up a ton of points on on Auburn because they're just so sound in the secondary.
2: So you like the under then? (laughs)
4: <laughs> I like the under. And, and look, man, I think, look, all, everybody is griped about the, the LSU defense, and rightfully so. It, it's been putrid the last couple weeks. But we saw some signs of life in the second half last week, the two interceptions, a couple sacks. Obviously, our, our old guy coming in on the defensive line, Pete Jenkins, he's made a difference already. <laughs> yeah. I think we see a little bit more of the defense that played Mississippi State a few weeks ago where they're getting off the field on third downs, they're getting stops because Auburn's offense is just, look, Hugh Freeze is going to have to dig out the, the trick plays this week to yes. make things happen because they are not going to be able to just line
3: up and, and pass it all over the field on LSU. Last yes. question, Chris. No, I, I was just going to ask a quick question real quickly. Uh, Peyton Thorne or Robert Ashford today? Do you see more Peyton Thorne or, or, or Robert?
4: We're going to see both. Peyton Thorne's going to start, but I think once, you know, he's not able to move the football through the air, they're going to mix in Robbie Ashford runs. I mean, I think he's got five rushing touchdowns on the year. Ashford, he's an added dynamic, and especially in the red zone, he comes in and, and he gives them a whole other wrinkle. But I think we'll see split. I think it'll be mostly Thorne, but definitely going to see Ashford mixed in there.
2: Chris, thanks so much for joining us Thank this afternoon, Chris. man. We really appreciate it. Uh, good luck with everything, and man, if they want to hear more from you, they can subscribe to Locked On SEC on the Odyssey app. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network. At your team every day. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it, bud. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Anytime. All righty. That was Chris Gordy from Locked On SEC. We'll be back to finish it up here in our number one of our Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show live from Acme Oyster House here in Baton Rouge. We're finishing up here in our number one of our Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. Mike, to tell you, along with Herb Tyler, got one more hour left, and we're at Acme Oyster House, 3535 Perkins Road in Baton Rouge. Come on by and visit us. Uh, Got great drink specials, food specials, and you can watch all the college football games as you're surrounded by television here. Also want to thank Map Construction, Map Built, Build Beyond. We'll be back with more Tiger tailgating right after this break here on the Big 870.
1: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe.
0: Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai.